everybody and welcome to another episode with your girl YB. Okay, before I begin today's segment, a bit overdue, but happy new year korang, okay? Let's hope this year will be a better year than the previous two years, okay? To many more fresh thoughts. Fresh? Okay. Now, I would like to answer some questions that I have received from you guys. And thank you for giving me these questions, by the way. Okay, I appreciate it a lot. So keep on coming, alright? Let's get to it. Okay. Now, the first question. Now, as a Muslim vet, obviously, you face a lot of backlashes from people, even from close ones. How do you deal with it and how do you continue to push on despite adversity? Okay. Uh, okay, firstly, I'm a vet technician. <laughs> I wish I can become a vet, inshallah, one day. Okay, so I think I did mention in my very first podcast for Always Be My Fur Baby that yes, there were many times where I do have Muslim makcik and pakcik coming to me, you know, and putting me down about my job. Like, I even had relatives and family members who also shared the same thoughts about it, you know. Kan haram. Mungkecik lagi macam haram jadah, tak nak cakap. Anyway, <laughs> the worst one I ever had was a confrontation with this makcik who actually told me, like, what I was doing was straight up haram. And I will face Allah's punishment to me. Now, bear in mind, uh, this was my first time being confronted this way. So... Uh, it was all new to me and I was damn speechless, okay? So I just smiled to her and I remember telling her, it is what it is, you know? And I actually went to the toilet to cry. <laughs> Weak, uh, but I was so affected by it, okay? Like, you had no idea, okay? So I ended up crying to my boyfriend, who is now my husband, you know? And what he told me was uh, how I dealt with it in similar situations in the future, so what Hafiz told me was, uh, like what is sinful to their eyes may not be in Allah's eyes. You know, like as long as your intentions are pure, as long as you do what is right during and after, that will weigh what is wrong and what is right in his eyes. And his eyes only. And I was like, dude, impressive. <laughs> like, eh, tu jantan aku siol, you know. So in the future, when I hear others telling me like what I was doing was disgusting because I touch and help dogs, I took it with a grain of salt lah because I knew that my what I knew what were my intentions and I cleansed myself, you know. So what matters was what Allah thought of me and I did not have to please all of them, but my God, okay. And that is what kept me from still doing what I did. Yeah, hope that answers your question. Next up, what qualifications do you need as a vet nurse? You can hear my podcast on uh, Always Be My Fur Baby, Wanna Be a Vet Tech. Okay, so I actually went in-depth with it, like how you can start, where to start, what the process is like, what qualification. Check it out. Okay, okay. Next one. Uh, worst experience in the animal industry. Oh my god, where do I begin? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so for me, people who knows me, okay, uh, I've been in the customer service industry actually for 10 years prior to joining uh, Vet Tech Life. And I know dealing with people is something I will always, forever and ever hate. Honestly, okay, because... 
I mean, it was partly the reason why I ran to the animal industry. But in terms of worst experience, like cases or treatments I got from clients, I'm not sure which one you are referring to, but I will just cover them both. Lah, hey? But yeah, I don't like dealing with humans. That's why being a vet tech, you get to be at the back. <laughs> the only time you need to interact with clients is during visiting time when you ter serempak, you know, you accidentally are there. When you are doing treatments and the owner is like, Oh my god, how's my dog Cookie doing today? And then you're like, Alamak, I have to deal. Like, Cookie is doing fine, you know. <laughs> but yeah. So like that, those are one time. Or maybe when you're doing discharge, you know, you have to explain from A to Z. Like, okay, so please remember, uh, your dog need to be this one, this one, this one. Okay, please give the medication with or after food. Okay, like something like that. Alright, so... Now, worst experience I had with a pet was okay. Was when this pet okay uh, had a massive diarrhea all over moi. Eh, rabat jack, rabat. Eh. Okay, so here is how it happened. Okay, so there was this huge dog. Ah, had to be carried over the table. Ah. Uh, I think it, it weighed around 28 kilos. Uh, it was a German Shepherd, if I'm not wrong, at that point of time. Yeah, so I had to be carried over the table. And I forgot why we had to perform enema on it. Uh, enema is when uh, your pet is constipated. Okay, so we have this uh, medication where we ram up the... Okay, no, ram, ram is too harsh. We um lubricate and then we pump up the S. Eh, up the asshole. And then uh, we squeeze it in, you know, and then uh, basically to soften the stool so it can come out, okay? That's what enema is. So, I forgot why we had to perform enema on it during that time, uh, even though the dog was flat. But I know it was important at that moment, yeah. So, I did, an, an, I did the enema and guess what? <laughs> the minute I pull out that tube... Genius, eh? Got nowhere else to stand, ah. Must really stand direct from the hole, ah. The asshole exploded with shit all over me, okay? So, I was covered in shit. Okay, let me put it nicely. I was covered in manure from my neck to my back to my... Okay, no kidding. From my neck to my scrubs to my pants. There was some shit on my face too, okay? And my hair. Like, I just wanted to cry. Eh, taik sa. Itu baru girl taik. So, the vet and my colleagues were all like shook. You know, and they were laughing, you know. And I just like, I read off. At that point of time, I just like, fuck it. Fuck it. You know, like, Reda means accepting it as it is, okay? So, thank God, ah. Thank God. For the mask that was covering my mouth, okay? But the rest uh, were all exposed lah. <laughs> what shit? It was a, literally a shitty day for me, okay? So, my colleague then took over and I like... I just walked to the toilet and I cleaned myself. So I changed my scrubs while I did. Now I told my husband and he had a great laugh about it. It's like, eh, girl, it's like, damn, <laughs> you know? So that was the worst because this is like black watery shit we are talking about. Dahlah bau lain lah. Lepas tu colour pun lain. I mean the smell is one thing. And then the shit itself. Oh, just fuck my life on that day. 
But at least I bet I mean these are the kind of things that people <laughs> that texts go through, okay? FYI. Now, worst experience with a client. Okay, it's not no surprise, ah. There's always those entitled people who think uh who thinks we owe them a living kind of things, lah. Eh? But it's okay. But my worst experience with a client uh probably had to be uh, there was this client that came in with a husband to the clinic uh with a chicken. Yes, chicken. ayam. It was a very cute chicken though. So the wife was really nice, honestly. And the kids, uh, there were two of them. So it was the wife, the husband and the two kids. Okay. Then the husband came in, uh, like not to judge or what lah, but you can already tell that this guy is a problem. Okay, like from how he walk, from how he talk, like you know lah, this guy is going to stir some shit. Okay, and true enough, he did lah. Okay, like uh, his wife was there to calm him down because you know there was some misunderstanding he had in uh misinterpreted on his own accord. And then, like, he shoved his wife uh, in front of us. So, me being him, I told him to back off lah. Like, uh, sir, don't do that. Uh. You don't do that. Okay, it's not acceptable. And then, he's not happy. So, he told me to, okay, you come outside, we settle. I'm like, eh, siya, aku perempuan siya. I mean, I'm a girl. You're, <laughs> you're a full-grown adult, my God. And you're picking with a small girl, my goodness. So, um... I told him like you go and pick someone your own size lah, you know. Then he started to get violent, you know, like he started tossing things at the reception, you know, and all. No choice. I called the police, you know, and the fellow was escorted away. Okay, so he got angry that his wife still paid the bills, and he was yelling at his crying wife. Like the police end up had to intervene and literally hold him off. You know, it's just sad lah to see why some women put up with this shit. And yeah, these kind of people do exist in Singapore. FYI. But again, also cannot understand like you don't know the full story, you know, like why the husband like that, you know that kind of thing. But at that point of time, I I I really don't tolerate that kind of nonsense. Like it's just irritating. Okay, next question: Will you be working as a vet tech after giving birth? What are the hardest obstacle to overcome while being pregnant, and working as a vet tech? Oh my god, I love this question so much. Firstly, yes, I would definitely be back as a vet tech because I do plan to do this till the end. Uh, I honestly love my job. Maybe not as a full-timer yet because I've got mini high bay coming. But I think as you grow older, family is really important. Yeah. Secondly, there were many obstacles I had to overcome while being pregnant in this industry because there were so many things I was not allowed to do or attend to, okay? So like, I could not attend to emergencies because before being pregnant, right, I am the type that will actually throw myself into the pit. Like, I will not consider if that pet has anything contagious or what. All I wanted was to stabilize the pet, you know. Uh, being pregnant prohibited me from doing that because like, now I cannot think about myself. I have to think of the baby I had in me. Like, I do not want my unborn child to get in contact with anything nasty, you know. So... Emergencies were off limits to me. I could not enter surgeries because at times when an animal needs to be under sedation, you know, we use isoflurane. Uh, isoflurane is a general 
inhalation anesthetic used for induction and maintenance of general anesthesia. Okay, so working with anesthetic gases, uh, it usually increases the chances of having a miscarriage if the gases are not properly controlled. Okay, so that's why I had to avoid it at all costs. Then simple things like restraining pets, it becomes harder, you know, especially when it comes to aggressive animals. Okay, you need to avoid their kicks and struggles on top of not getting bitten or scratched because bacteria can transmit, you know. Uh, don't need to mention of the belly getting in the way. <laughs> okay, so like, you know, sometimes you want to lean over the table. Cannot lah, because your belly is there. Yeah. So drawing of blood also became an issue because like, what if the pet has a zoonotic disease, you know. And you won't know because you uh, usually have to run some tests. Then when you receive the results from the machine, then you will know. And by then, too late lah. You're already exposed to it. Yeah. So the list just goes on lah. But I mean, being in the hospital itself, you're already exposed too much. You know? So like, even administering medications to them via injections or pills, there's a lot of drugs that you cannot touch. You know? Like, that's why it gets complicated as your fetus grows. Uh, so that's why... Every time, like, you know, during my checkup, I get anxious because, like, I hope my child did not get in contact with anything. Uh, I mean, this is a life we're talking about, you know, and the fact that if they do get in contact with it, it is for life for them and it's, like, unfair, lah, you know. So that is why I had to be contained at the front desk. But it gets boring, lah, you know, because, like, you feel useless as a tech, you know. You wish you can do more. You know you can do more, but you can't because now it's no longer about you. It's about your child. Your child comes first, okay? And to top it off, you find a job in another industry to sustain, but <laughs> no company would hire a pregnant lady, okay? So, I mean, you can hear segment tiba, you know, pregnancy discrimination. It happened, you know? So that was why this pregnancy was a bit harder for me, you know? And there was just so much I had to endure because, like, I didn't expect. Like, I didn't expect all this would be happening, you know? And I'm just thankful like, I had great support from my family, from my friends. You know, like, this is definitely a lesson learned, okay? So, in future pregnancies, hopefully, I don't need to go through the same ordeal, okay? Oh, by the way, heads up, uh, if you, do you guys know that if you did not get the four months paid maternity, you know, you can actually still get the eight weeks from government. Uh, because the four months is actually eight weeks, government pay, another eight weeks, your company pay. So, you are still eligible for the eight weeks paid maternity from the government if you had worked in any company for at least 90 days in the 12 months immediately before your child's date of birth. Yeah, so you can read up more about government paid maternity benefits online. So you can check it out. So if any of you are facing pregnancy discrimination out there, uh, at least, you know, there is still some hope to it. Lah, yeah, so I hope that helps. Okay, so I guess that's all the questions I will answer for today. Now let's get to today's topic, okay? So today's topic, it is something that I've always... um talk about any chance I can get 
okay like be it to clients you know be it to my friends and everything uh it's it's topic okay the topic is euthanasia why is it so wrong to not be there when you are putting your pet down okay it's a very sensitive topic lah because um you know it's a very sad time for a lot of people you know like it's really shitty that you have to make the decision to put your pet down but at the same time like let's talk about it okay sit down again uh, this is just a disclaimer this is my point of view okay so here is my problem with people who leave their pets to be euthanized without them present during their last moments okay so now your pet's lifespan uh, is only for how long okay and through those years like you were the only people that they were exposed to okay so they only know you they lived with you through good and the bad times like they were there with you they loved you they trust you they literally grew old with you okay so why is it painful for you to see them being put down when it is actually their life that is being ended so that they won't have to be in pain you get where i'm coming from right? <laughs> so uh as some of you know earlier in 2021 you know it was the first time for me actually but i had to put down my own cat because her cancer was exploding you know and she was in a lot of pain it was extremely painful for my family and i because like she came into the family as a kitten you know and she lived all the way till she was 18 years of age so to see her in that condition we tried we really did try to do everything you know but because the cancer is only going to keep spreading you know putting her through surgeries after surgeries at such an old age it would be even more tormenting for her okay so i had to make that difficult decision to put her down because no one else could I could not even put the IV catheter on her okay because my eyes kept streaming with tears like I wanted to be the one to poke her because uh when I say one shot put a put eh put <laughs> when I say one shot poke I literally mean one poke so it's like you don't have to multiple times take out poke take out poke you know just to get the bloody vein you know don't it one shot means one shot so yeah but I couldn't. I could not do it because I kept crying, you know. So my vision was like blurred up. So thank God for my colleagues who did that, you know, while I held her, you know. So I was the one holding her, and I just hold her lah, you know. And she knew lah, of course. She just sat there and let us do what we had to, you know. Like those last moments, I remembered my husband. And my sister and I, like, we said our goodbyes to her and loved her so much. You know, we gave her favorite treats. She tried to lick it. You know, I held her, head to head. She purred all the way. I cried nonstop. My God, it was it was bad. It was really bad. I kept kissing her and she kept purring. Okay, and it was. <laughs> She stopped purring after the sedation, and then when the phenobarb went into her body, she's she left us lah. You know. I cried so badly, you know, and I didn't let her go until her final breath, you know, okay? And, like, even when she wasn't there, I still held her, you know, but because, like, cannot accept lah, you know? It was shit lah, because, first of all, 
like that kind of thing happen then like you lose someone you freaking love you know and then the next horrible thing these are bastards i swear to god okay when you know when you cry so much uh, you tend to have a lot of snort okay everything my husband and my sister uh, they both saw my face okay guys got tai hidung lah sel I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Got tai dong lah siya on my, on my freaking mask, I tell you. None of them bothered to tell me. Eh, geram siya. And then I was like walking through the whole hospital, like, you know, trying to... I had to remove... <laughs> I had to remove the IV catheter, you know, clean her body and everything. All with the freaking nose booger on my mask, okay? I think my colleagues who saw also, they... Out of respect, like, don't want to... Kick me when I'm really down. They also didn't freaking tell me. Okay, I only found out when I went to the toilet like to clean my face. And I saw that nose booger on <laughs> on my mask. I was like, see la, this is freaking embarrassing. But okay, okay, sorry. Set that aside. But yeah, yeah, it was painful. Okay, like really painful. But at least uh, the person they knew and loved was there with them for the last time. Okay. Oh my god. I grieved like for weeks, you know, like even months. Like even after I was still grieving. But I know that she does not need to suffer. And I was there till the end. Okay? So please, if you ever need to put your pet down, just please advise yourself or your family to be there with them. It isn't much. But it is... I'm not gonna lie, eh? It is painful. It will be sad. And you will feel... Like, did you make the right choice or not and everything throughout, eh? throughout, even till now, okay? Like, I do feel regretful sometimes, but you will not regret being there or even when you look back in the future, feeling like you should have been there to say goodbye. You know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, their lives matter too, you know? Yeah. So... What an emotional way to end today's podcast, but yeah, I hope it lets you see the different perspective of it. I mean, sorry, sorry that I had to laugh during a sensitive topic, but guys, I, <laughs> it was just embarrassing, okay? Tai dong, mas malu, and I paraded the whole bloody hospital with it, okay? Oh my god, I cannot get over it, oh my god. Anyway, with that... Okay, so do know that there is a link on my Instagram bio at wtt.yb where you can actually drop questions for me and I'll answer it in the following podcast, okay? Uh, so that's all for today. I hope you've enjoyed yourself while listening. Sorry, I keep thinking of my tag, you don't care. Anyway, sorry. I hope you've enjoyed yourself while listening, you know, during this <laughs> my goodness Yasmin stop okay it's not even that funny it's embarrassing okay I hope you enjoyed yourself while listening okay you know during this pandemic try not to be a horrible person and more stupid okay because common sense tend to be lacking these days yeah okay so till next time sip sip and enjoy your scones